Hello and welcome to Life Changing Science, the Bible the Podcast. I'm your host, Zeeshan, and my guest today is Yesenia Collins. Yesenia has been a rockstar Bible club leader at the Great Tinsborough High School team. She is an author of several publications from their work. She has also been a powerful ambassador for the Bible the program, recording pipetting activities for the New York Bibleders and meeting the Massachusetts Secretary of Workforce Development this past spring. She is a gem and has just started a biochem undergrad at Georgia Tech. I am super excited to have her on the show. So let's dive right into this episode. So I grew up in Tingsboro, Massachusetts. Um, it's a small town, um, 40 minutes north of Boston, almost in New Hampshire. Um, and. Yeah, it's a pretty small town. Um, my graduating class from high school is a little over 100. Um, but it's a great place. I'm glad I grew up there. Yeah, nice. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, um, I have one younger brother. Uh, his name's Thomas. He's just a few years younger than me. And he wa- he did do Biobuilders with me my last year of high school, which was awesome. I was so glad I got to work with him. Yeah, wow. So that's like the Biobuilder family. I'm I'm curious to to understand what you first learned about you know the principles and methodologies of synthetic biology. So before high school, um, I never heard of it. I had no idea what that was, and I actually first learned about it through Biolother Club. Um, the first day of school at high school, or maybe the second day, there was like an announcement over the loudspeakers, and they were like. If you like science and you like being creative, then you should join our biobuilder team. So I decided to go check it out, and that's when I started learning about it, and I realized that I was really interested. Okay, so this is just so that I, I'm, I understand grade nine. Yeah. So what was uh, what do you call it? the the first few projects you worked on at biobuilder? How were the first few weeks like when you first joined the biobuilder club? So we had um these little labs that we got to do um like we did the oh that smell lab where we um you know engineered bacteria to produce like um different levels of banana scent um and we also did the what a colorful world lab um where we changed the the like color production of bacteria um and we actually did do those labs in our ap biology class as well um, but I was, like, fortunate that I had already done them through Biobuilder Club, so I felt like I had a bit of an advantage. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. When I joined, like, I was grade 9, but there were people who were grade 12, um, so it was great that I had, um, they were there to, like, kind of guide me on, like, how to do these things, because I never done any labs like that before, um, and yeah. they were able to, like, explain things and help me out, um, with concepts that I did not understand yet. What were some of the more um, challenging topics that you that you found hard? Like for me, um, the whole, I don't know why, this is quite simple looking at it now, but I found just the concept of PCR difficult to, difficult to understand and when I first learned about it. What are some of the concepts that you found like just early on learning about, you know, synthetic biology was new, biobuilder was new? I think definitely just the idea of a plasmid in general. Um was kind of hard for me to like grasp like when I first heard it like I think I heard the term like in eighth grade but like I didn't really understand it um and it did take me like honestly like two years 
before it like suddenly like clicked for me um what that really meant and like when we're like designing these parts like you know with a promoter ribosomal binding site um it took me a little bit to like finally like i was like oh i understand now <laughs> like how this is all working together did you use benchling to design plasmids so yes we did use benchling um like the entire time I was in the club, we did um, switch over to a new program, like the last second um, <laughs> in my senior year. Um, but we like, yeah, we did use Benchling and definitely the first two years, like older people in the club were like using it. And I, it was very complicated for me. I just couldn't understand it. Um, and then it was junior year when I finally, um, was able to like have like a, a meeting with our mentor Michael and then I like finally understood how it worked and like how to use it and like that aha moment was like really awesome um when I finally understood how to design a plasmid and like how they work yeah yeah no that's those those little eureka moments are always great and after that initial, uh, you know, the first year in the Biobuilder Club, what was next? Um, did you continue to work on a new project in grade 10? I think that my experience with Biobuilder was, like, slightly unique. Like, I know that many teams, every year they come up with a new idea. Um, they might have new members, and they might come up with a new idea. And then you, like, think of the idea, you might design an experiment, like, conduct the experiment, um, design a plasmid. And then you would compile that into like a presentation for the final assembly and you'd present that to the other Biobuilder teams. Um, and then after you can write that up into a paper and publish it in Biotrix. Um, but with our team, we came, so when I joined, they had an idea the prior year um, and they decided they didn't want to continue with it. They wanted a new idea. And so that's when we came up with the idea of engineering um, E. coli to produce a scent that repels mosquitoes. But then we were just really passionate about it. And we just kept re-voting to keep doing it, like every year. Nice. One year, my junior year, we did do another project alongside. Um, so we didn't stop the old project. We just did two projects at the same time um it was definitely challenging and there were some people who only worked on one project they didn't do both um i i worked on both and it was pretty difficult but i think i think it was worth it i think it gave me a lot of experience um that would yeah. be valuable for me in the future yeah firstly that's a that's such a cool project like e coli sent to to repel mosquitoes during this project you would have gone through the whole design, build, test, learn uh, cycle of synthetic biology, and you'd have been designing plasmids, um, spending a lot of time in the lab. I'm sure. Um, what was what was your role? Like, what were some of the two or three roles that you had that you found like you you felt like a real scientist doing like just first hand investigation? Because how, how do you how do you start? Like starting out. Um, the initial thing was choosing, like, a scent. Like, we knew that E. coli could be engineered to produce a scent. Like, we've seen it before with the Oh, That Smell Lab. So we know it's exactly. So, like, so, but then the question is, like, what scent? Um, and so then 
I think like initially my role was mainly just research. Um, and so I, you know, me and some other members of the team and um, with some guidance from our advisor, Dr. Rebecca Brevgala, um, we like, she's awesome, by the way. Yeah, she's on the podcast. So I think we've started looking at like essential oils, like naturally occurring like scent compounds um, that people, at least anecdotally, have said work. Um, and so then we we just chose one that we chose the compound limonene, um, which can be produced by E. coli um, through the um, the MEP pathway. And so we chose that we we had looked up that like citrus smelling things um, that they do have repellent properties like to a degree, but I think mainly we chose it because it was the easiest one to work with. Like we um, understood how it worked and there was a genetic part available um, in the registry already. So that's the main reason why we chose it. Um, And then, so that was like that first year and that was just like the design brief. So it was just like an idea really. Um, And then the next year we thought, well, what if we actually did it? Um, (laughs) So what we, we, um, we wrote we raised a mosquito colony um we so my uncle is actually a vector epidemiologist and like works with mosquito-borne illness prevention and so he sent us i like talked to him about it and he sent us some eggs he gave us instructions on how to take care of them um and so we raised 80s elopictus mosquitoes in a school closet and then we conducted tests to see which essential oils um, repel mosquitoes. So we did do the test originally just with limonene. Um, so we did a distillation process to try to isolate it from orange peels and then to like just yeast that. That experiment didn't yield very good results. Um, we actually had like none. <laughs> um, that's that first step of being a scientist. We decided to repeat it, but with more options. We were like, it could have been the way that we conducted the experiment, but if it's, if that scent doesn't work, we should just try other scents too. Um, and so then we, so we tried a couple. We did like jasmine, wintergreen, um, and lavender as well. And we came, we decided to go with lavender because it uses basically the same pathway um and we found like a genetic part for that and it did it did work well according to our results it looked like it does have at least some repellent properties um so then we like kind of switched up the project a little like the same idea we just changed the scent that we thought would work i'd love to ask you more about the process of writing and publishing the biotrex paper as well as presenting at the BioWilder final uh, assembly? So definitely, we had to think ahead a lot. Like, we were thinking about it as soon as the season started um, because it, it's like, it's really a lot, and it can um, sneak up on you. So we sort of worked on the paper and the final assembly um, presentation kind of at the same time. Because it's like there's parts um, that we're using in the presentation that 
would also we want to use in the paper. Um, and so basically um, the biggest thing is like record keeping. Like as we're going, we definitely needed to try our best to keep track of everything we did and mostly why. I think the biggest thing is like we're trying to remember your motivations behind certain things because like you're writing it up and it's like, I know we did this, but like, why did we do that? Um, <laughs> that's like the biggest thing um, in like the earlier years. So we definitely try to like always write down like why we were doing it, even if like later we're like, okay, that wasn't a great idea, but at least we had a reason. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. I think the best thing was like splitting up certain like aspects and like dividing up the work. So, like, some people are going to, like, do the research to write, like, uh, the introduction. And then some people are going to work in, like, graphic design and visuals. And then, like, next steps, things like that. And, yeah, I'd say, like, write so the, yeah, you, like, come up with the presentation and then you present it at the final assembly. And then, like, right after that is, like, when we go into the paper like publication process um and i think what i'd say is that it's sort of easy to write the paper um but it's really hard to edit it into something that's good um that people can understand yeah. because you know i'd say like yeah we could write the paper in like five days but it's not going to be very good so then we have to um just a lot of editing is the main thing um making sure that it makes sense not just to us but like other people who don't know about our project and i think that that's so biotrex requires like peer review which i think is great um i think it's definitely so valuable to get the opinions of like other people um reading your paper and being like you know i don't really understand what you're saying here um, and then, you know, you have to figure out how to, like, reword it so people who weren't there, like, understand what you're saying. Um, and it's also great to look at what other people are doing um, just because um, it's great to see, like, different techniques that people use, um, even just with, like, graphic design software that, like, we didn't know about. Um, things like that. It's, like, it's so great to see what other people are doing and, like, get kind of inspiration in that way. Such great experience. I'm sure a lot of hard work. Did BioBuilder help define what you were most, given you know all of these experiences, being part of the BioBuilder Club, the pub, uh, publishing and biotrex, the final assembly, um, you know proper, to, you know first hand science, um, get, you know as they say, getting your hands dirty. Did BioBuilder help you define what you were most interested in? I think definitely it did. Um... And I can't say I have ever known how interested I am in synthetic biology if I hadn't been in the club or, like, experienced any of this. Um, and I think it definitely gave me, like, a new appreciation for the scientific method. Um, and, and you know, I kept thinking, like, when you're thinking about, like, what you want to do with the rest of your life, it's like, what did I like most about high school? And it was definitely this club. It was definitely doing this research and, like, doing these experiments. So it definitely made me realize that I wanted to go into research in some capacity um, when choosing my, like, future career. And do you feel, do you now feel you're more confident as, as a scientist, uh, confident in your skills as a scientist going into university? Yeah, definitely. 
I definitely feel like I'm not going to be surprised by like what it is um, and like what it entails to like be a scientist um, and to do research. Um, and I also feel like I understand how to write a paper, like how peer review works. Um, like I definitely think that it's prepared me for, for this career path. So you said you have a, appreciate, a, new, a new appreciation of the scientific method. Could you expand on that? Is it the whole design build test cycle that you went through? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think just the idea that it is a cycle. It's not like, you know, you come up with an idea, it's wrong. Now you give up. Like, it's not like that. Like, you can um, reassess, redesign, um, and try again. Um, and, you know, you can do that multiple times. And you can get feedback from different people, um, like things like that, um, and definitely that there's multiple ways to come to the same conclusion, um, and that it's good to try different methods to like prove an idea. Yeah, yeah, and that's very important to I guess understand as as a scientist. So you're starting at uh, no, you said you started George the summer term. Yes. Right. So. Starting at Georgia Tech, do you have to choose you you choose a degree, but you don't have do you choose a major straight away or is it like after your first year? So yeah, you do choose a major um before you start. Like once you've been accepted, you kind of um you have an opportunity to change the major that you applied with. Um, but then I think you have to wait a little bit if you want to change it again, but you're certainly able to. Um yep. but yeah, um, I went with a biochemistry major. Um, I thought that that would be the best foundation for whatever I want to do after that in grad school. Yep, yep. And how influential was BioBuilder in helping you choose the... Because, yeah, in choosing biochemistry as, uh, as as an undergrad major, but you also just mentioned that grad school, so... You're, you you have, have thought about this because, you you know, you got like four years of undergrad, maybe a master's research experience, and then grad school. You're looking at the next 10 years, right? Yeah. Uh, compared to where you were when you started in year nine with BioBuilder, right? Were you thinking, because uh, I'm sure you've got this path in mind that, mm -hmm. okay, these are the, I want to do biochemistry. This is what I need to learn. These are the projects I'm interested in. Yeah. And these are the internships and then grad, like, this is a big, you know, a proper five, 10-year plan. How, how influential was BioBuilder in helping you make this roadmap? And what are some of the skills that you learned about not, not just, you know, gaining skills as a scientist uh, when you're doing experiments and designing experiments, but also just about yourself and about the, what being a scientist means? Sorry, I asked like five questions in one. Um, okay, I'll start <laughs> with the first one. Um <laughs> I would say Bible was super influential in deciding what I wanted to do because I really enjoyed writing the paper. Like technical writing um, was something that I really loved. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do something with that. Um, and I also was able to attend a few like virtual conferences through Bible Um And there was like one in particular that like really inspired me um it was this guy it was this um he was like a pharmacist and he like was originally like, like a 
normal pharmacist. And then he ended up working in some biopharmaceutical startups. And that like really piqued my interest was biopharmaceuticals and like how synthetic biology and pharmaceutical research can kind of be combined. Yeah, I was super inspired by that. And I kind of wanted to definitely work in that industry um, because I definitely am interested in pharmaceuticals. And I love that synthetic biology could be combined with that in some way. And the, the guest speaker, he talked about his career path and how he started like as a pharmacist, he got a doctor of pharmacy. And so I thought maybe that's what I should do. So I got a job working as a pharmacy technician um, at Walgreens to see if I wanted to potentially be a pharmacist and then work in research like later. Um, and I'm definitely glad that I had that job because it made me realize that I did not want to be like a pharmacist um, and that I was I was really only interested in um, in the research aspect of it um, and not so much like the yeah pharmacy like, part of it the science and tech rather than the practice itself yeah exactly um and so i think that that work experience is like what really helped me decide that research was like the path that i wanted yeah and on top of like the two three years that you did with biobuilder as well yes yeah amazing awesome and Finally, I know that you are um, a student ambassador. What did you gain from from being a student ambassador for for yeah for BioBuilder? I think it was definitely a great experience in that um, it kind of made me it gave me like confidence in the sense that um, I was able to be like confident in like my knowledge about synthetic biology and like my abilities in that area um and i think it also definitely increased my communication skills um in teaching skills um i yeah i was able to like film a tutorial um with natalie cadell um and then there was a high school in my area that had like a new biobuilder team and so i was able to go over um to their school and give them a little presentation on like what synthetic biology is and how biobuilder like works as an organization um and i thought it was like a really worthwhile experience and i was happy to be able to share something that i'm really interested in with with people who are like interested in science too um, yeah. and see if it piques interest yeah, yeah, that's such, that's that's wonderful. Such a great opportunity, like to take what you've learned, pay it forward, and of course, there's so many people who are similar to you in terms of they're now in grade nine, they're now looking into synthetic biology, they're now trying to look at their path for the next few years. Um, and it's yeah, it's, it's important to have you know uh, ambassadors, mentors to have gone through the BioBuilder program to come to come back to BioBuilder. Um, and and final question is. What is your plan for the next year? You know, starting out college, um, you're getting to, you're going to be doing so much, going to be doing a lot of coursework. Of course, it's a big change from high school. What 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 are you looking forward to to the uh, over the next year? Well, I'm really fortunate that I get to start off as a semester abroad, um, and so yeah, yeah I'm I'm going to um, Oxford, England, um, oh, go first. Right. 
first semester, you go, you like September, you're starting at uh, at Oxford. Um, we're actually starting, so it's like shifted a little. So we start like earlier in the summer in in Atlanta, and we just get some mandatory prereqs out of the way, and then we start like beginning of August in England, and then we start, then we end a little early. Um, and so then we have like an extended winter break, if that makes sense. Super great opportunity and super, super fun place. That's, that's super exciting. Um, well, best of luck. I know that uh, you're going to have a lot of fun there. One, starting university and then and, and doing a summer abroad. Um, and finally, sorry, this will be the final question. Uh, what advice would you have to prospective biobuilder students? My advice would be to not be discouraged by not knowing everything or like understanding everything when you first start out. It's like a lot to process, but it's it's certainly manageable. Um, and that there's definitely room for anyone who's interested in it. Like if you're just good at writing, there's like space for you. If you're interested in art, there's space for you, like in graphic design and things. Um, and and that you don't, um, and that if you're not good at everything, like that's fine. Um, and that it's like an opportunity to like learn more about things that you're not quite as good at um, and become better in it, um, but to also strengthen the skills you already have. Thanks once again to Yesenia for joining me today. It was a pleasure to talk to her about the role that Biobuilder has had in her development as a scientist. What I found really insightful was when Yesenia said that there are multiple ways to come to the same conclusions. It's good to try different methods to prove an idea. I think this gives a great insight into Yesenia's scientific thinking as well as the initiative, drive, and creativity of Biobuilder students. I think this episode will be very useful to teachers, parents, and professors as today's episode gives an insight into the Bible, the program, and the significant positive impact that it can have on students, especially when they're choosing their careers. If you would like to learn more about anything discussed in this episode, please refer to the show notes. Join me for the next BioBuilder podcast. We'll welcome another wonderful guest whose career has been influenced by BioBuilder's life-changing science. See you next time.